Hi, readers. I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines, those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected for their happy ending. This week, we're finishing The Elf Tangent by Lindsay Burker, otherwise known as Cue the Pantene Commercial Wind Effects. All right, so I have the pleasure of reviewing part three of this book. Um, I'm a little nervous. (laughs) I'll say it. (laughs) I will. I will be. I will try to be kind. Um, I will just precaution here. This is probably going to be a little bit shorter than our normal episodes, our normal summaries. That's fair. Yeah. um, But Katie's going to jump in. she has been blessed off to like, nope, you skimmed an entire three <laughs> chapters right there. Where did those go? Um, but I will do we'll my see best. see if I actually uh, so, catch the things I'm supposed to catch because uh, that's putting <laughs> a lot of pressure on me too. <laughs> I'm just testing you. That's all this is. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Last, last episode, we left off where Aldari has like visited the little elf kingdom. She's kind of discovered that the elvish advisor that hawk has referenced a couple times and i don't know if we talked about that before but like hawk repeatedly brings up that he is on acting on the orders of the elvish advisor Mm -hmm. and aldari realizes that like you mentioned last episode that the elvish advisor is the queen Mm -hmm. so we kind of like touched on it but not yeah because and so like if you haven't like connected the dots because we aren't telling the summary like quite probably the way that it should uh the advisor doesn't know really much about this like adventure either and she's like what do you mean uh that's weird uh so that her husband the king isn't like i fucking told you like we're not doing this dumb ass shit and she's like oh that's wild uh, he's like acting on his own i'm not related to this right okay and then there's like zero suspicion on Aldari's part that like oh why does Captain Hawk have a really close relationship with the Elvish advisor who's also the queen yeah did that not like raise eyebrows like for it her? Did, just went right over her head like yep. so many things do in this story yeah but that aside Hawk makes this miraculous recovery after being poisoned and he sneaks into Aldari's room they have this little powwow one-on-one session about solving the sorcerer's puzzle and they agree to go continue the mission, which, oh dear. So, um, <laughs> puppy <laughs> readers, our podcast mascot is chiming in as well. Uh, the himbo, the, <laughs> the himbo. Actually, I think that's the himbo's little brother. Uh-oh. Uh oh, yipping a little bit. But <laughs> any anyway. <laughs> so we we got frustrated with this last last episode which is aldari is like yeah i'm gonna give up my whole plan to save my country and go marry the prince and just instead focus on saving the elvish people okay yeah that's great because also consistency yeah they like um she's never expressed any kind of like love of the elvish people like i think hawk and setvik the lieutenant were the first elves she's ever even met so it's not like there's some like pre-existing like interest in the elf kingdom and like that kind of was the catalyst for her 
willing to, you know, throw away all of her plans to save her kingdom in order to save the elf kingdom first. Um, that would have been a little bit of like a better building block and make it a little bit more believable if she was like elf obsessed or something beforehand. But there was She's none just of that. Got, like, elf posters all over her <laughs> <Yeah>. bedroom. <laughs> I love elves on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. A little Legolas figurine. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Do you have one, Katie? No. I, we'll just maybe, no. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> okay. Makes me sound suspicious. Back to, back to Aldari, and, Aldari and Hawk. So they agree to go continue on this mission to figure out the magical sorcerer's puzzle, and they set off. And I called him Melvith here, but we've determined his name <laughs> is Mevlith. Um, that's the poisoner. He reappears, like, miraculously um to join them on their quest again which i thought was super strange right i did too and it's only now that you mention it like they never really readdress like what his whole thing was he's suspected of like poisoning their entire company yeah and hawk who's apparently important to the king and queen yeah uh, but he's just like okay well i escaped the elvish camp before and now i'm gonna come back and join you yeah and he has this explanation that he bought the the wiganweld potion uh, <laughs> in the foreign <laughs> in the foreign empire supposedly like he bought this potion in the invading empire and this is this is the same empire that's invading Aldari's country. And he's like, yeah, no, it'll oh, be yeah. totally fine. Like, Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> but also, Mevlith is a fucking elf. Can't he just make these potions himself? Like, also true. Isn't that the whole... Yeah. I, mm. Anyway, he's back in the party, and he doesn't really have another speaking part again. No. Because I'm trying to think. I think towards the end, it's like kind of revealed what his like whole shebang was but i could be misremembering it um so we'll get there we'll readdress later and then come full circle maybe <laughs> potentially maybe <laughs> well they continue their journey until again the twisted appear and start attacking them so the, like they've set off down the road i don't know they've been traveling for hours maybe days and twisted twisted are apparently everywhere and they just come after them again they get away um, and this is not just Hawk and Aldari and Theli. It's like Hawk's entire elvish mercenary band, right? Um, so they try to get away. The Twisted appear and start to pursue them in this, quote, dramatic battle. Um, <laughs> Aldari. <laughs> and Aldari, like, kind of has this come to Jesus moment. And she realizes that she's doubled up on a reindeer with Hawk. And one of them has to get off um, because, like, the reindeer is slowing down. It's carrying, because it's a poor little reindeer it's not meant Aww. to carry people <laughs> let alone two people away you know running away full speed from zombies <laughs> yeah so hawk being a himbo in self-sacrificing <laughs> and dumb goes okay like i'll hop off and i'll i can run all day um but just in time two other elves from the company like sacrifice themselves to mm. like distract and defeat the twisted and buy the rest of the group enough time to make it to a safe campsite mm -hmm. and the these archaeological like, yeah kind like i think it's near the archaeological sorcerer's lair site thing oh yeah it's right? like the the like base camp or whatever mm -hmm. and these campsites because they've been to like two or three of them are 
like strangely protected. And I don't know if you've ever, it might be too old for you. Um, <laughs> do you like, <laughs> so do you like Star Wars? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen episode one? It came out in like 2000, 2001. So like episode one, uh, like story wise or episode one, like in release. Like, oh, are you talking no, no. about so episode four? Or episode. I'm talking about the one with Ewan oh, McGregor. Oh, you're Liam talking Neeson. about the um the like water battle uh thing, and they have those little mm -hmm. like towers that get stood up. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I remember that vividly. Okay, so the final battle where they have the like purple domes that come over and protect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that's exactly that's what, what I. I'm... Yeah, yeah. No, spot on. Okay, so we're on the same page. <laughs> like, so yeah. imagine Star Wars purple dome protecting the campsites, mm -hmm. and it's repelling the twisted. Yeah, but I will say, like, jumping back to this like scene where the two um, elves kind of have to like sacrifice themselves. Uh, I feel like it was pretty not emotional, but like. It was like an oh shit moment for me. Like that's when I realized that they were like zombies and not just like dark elves or something. And also when I got that kind of like uh, hopeless feeling, you know, that I feel like kind of permeates zombie movies. And it could be that I'm just like particularly sensitive to like zombie movies. Like I tell people if there's like a zombie apocalypse, like I absolutely would be like, nope, nope, nope. I'm not handling that whatsoever. Um, but this was like a scary moment for me where I'm like, oh shit, like this is like not going well <laughs> you know i thought it was kind of sad that these two elves aren't even if they're mentioned by name it's only once and i don't remember them being mentioned i don't think so yeah we get oddly enough the poisoner gets a name um and then hawk and his lieutenant but these two elves should have been i don't know if they've been serving with hawk and setvik for any length of time which they should have been there should have been more time spent on like their sacrifice yeah or even like explaining the other characters in their little like band because i don't think mm -hmm. any of them get a name besides you know the people that you were talking about but it was just like a sad kind of like emotional like moment because i feel like all zombie movies have that moment where like someone has to sacrifice themselves and you get the like slow-mo of them getting like eaten alive while everyone escapes and have like oh, depressed dude, if, <laughs> faces <laughs> if you're watching okay so if you're are you watching the last of us i haven't started it yet but I'm going to. You are such a Pedro Pascal fan. I can't believe I you know. Haven't. He <laughs> is daddy energy. Oh my God. I love him. Oh, and that like Ugh. montage video of him saying uh, Pedro Pascal in his like Argentinian accent. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. So start the series because that whole like very, the, the self-sacrifice, there's a mm. scene like right in the beginning of the series. I'm not sure what episode it is. Maybe like, two or three mm -hmm. there's one of those moments and it's it's one it's a self-sacrificing kind of Aww. moment for a character and it's also like horrifying because Ooh. there's a zombie aspect i mean obviously there's a zombie aspect to it but there's like a a zombie eating person <gasps> aspect Ooh, to it and if yeah you, if you've seen this this episode you know exactly what i'm talking <laughs> about it's it's oh, you will never unsee this moment in uh -oh. tv it's, oh no! I love Pedro Pascal, but I don't do well with zombie movies, so I don't. I don't know if I could handle that. Um, but we'll see. It's. I mean, I am. I'm not like a scary movie person ever. Um, mm -hmm. I will suffer through them for my partner. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's fair. Like, like, 
what do I get if I watch this movie with you? Yeah. Kind of <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, but this is, it's a great series. It's more like a mm. uh, character study than a zombie. Thing. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. I feel like this book was a little bit of like an inverse of that, like not a character study, more a zombie book, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a, that's a good description. It's <laughs> the opposite of a character study. Yeah, we'll just, uh, should have kept that to myself, but that's fine. Uh, but this was at least a little bit like a pretty like emotional, like, oh, shit. Okay, not lighthearted anymore. <laughs> no, not not at all, especially not at that moment. Um, mm-hmm. And it's at this point in the story, uh, they realize they, being Hawk and Aldari and Theli, they've become trapped in this campsite, which, if I remember correctly, it's only like the edge of a cliff, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, protected by this dome thing, but the Twisted are like at the edges of the dome. There's nowhere for them to go. Like There's the edge of the cliff, and they can see the archaeological site, um, and yeah, they're just kind of stuck there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also at the bottom of the cliff, there's more twisted. So it's not like they could just like climb down. Um, they're like all at the bottom surrounding it too. Exactly. So they're stuck there. But then again, not a telegram, a messenger pigeon arrives <laughs> from, a hawk. from the Come king. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> from, from the king. Inform, informing them that the great evil Taldar Empire has started attacking and invading Aldari's villages in her homeland. Uh, and go. her beloved betrothed is considering sending forces to help, but hasn't yet committed because, I don't know, Aldari had a betrothal agreement and she is still not at her wedding yet. Yeah. And I think that was, it might have been earlier, but... Um, it could have been around this time that Captain Hawk even kind of like points that out. He's like, hey, like, don't you think it's at least like a little bit fucked up that you guys are about to enter into this political alliance? And like, I get that you haven't gone there and like provided your half of the deal. But like he hasn't either. And he's like not really planning to do anything like that's kind of some shaky ground to start a political alliance on. And I was like, OK, like that's a fair point from the himbo like fair <laughs> well played he does have his his moments um but also the whole aldari weighing her options here she never did right yeah this true. archaeological site has been around for hundreds of years and yet her country is being attacked now i get mm-hmm. the twisted are becoming like growing in number but like the elves have been dealing with this problem for a long time and that is now, true all of a sudden like it's a priority yeah, like, such a priority that it overtakes like thousands, hundreds of thousands of people being attacked and murdered. Mm-hmm. Because they really don't have, uh, they haven't like, so the author hasn't created a sense of uh, immediacy for the whole problem of the twisted. Like it's alluded to or like said explicitly that, you know, the towns are kind of failing and they don't have, you know, any safe spaces like really left. But there's no like, you know, like illness breaking out or like, you know, a famine or a drought, like there's no kind of like immediacy for trying to fix this problem right now. That's a great way to put it. I hadn't thought of it in that sense. But yeah, that's exactly yeah. what's wrong with this. Yeah. So we could probably talk about it in the Q&A book of like, what would you or the Q&A episode? Uh, what would you add to this uh, book oh, to make it a little... Oh, we could write a Q&A book on this, this particular <laughs> novel. True, true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> anyways, well, because they're trapped, 
trapped. Trapped. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are trapped in this uh, campsite. We're all trapped at this campsite. <laughs> oh, that was atrocious. That was My wild. Goodness. I love yeah. the idea. Um, I think I was listening to uh, the podcast Morbid. If you guys like true crime, like I love that podcast. Um, Ash and Elena are super funny. Uh, but I think one of them has a friend that like randomly breaks out in random like accents and she thinks it's that she has like a bunch of different ghosts living in her body and they just like randomly like pop out with like phrases. But I just kind of like love that idea. Like there's probably some like Southern ghost like living in Jordan's body right now and it's like trapped. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for creeping me out. <laughs> Sorry. Oh <my> God. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so that was heavy. That's not. <laughs> I'm having a moment. Um, okay. <laughs> because they're trapped at this campsite, Aldari has this brilliant fucking idea to create. I don't even say want it. To say it. Say it. It's just. <laughs> So cringe, so fucking cringy. They're making paragliders. Okay, I exaggerate, but they're making gliders. Gliders. We can add that to like our crazy list of things that make an appearance in this book. (laughs) The amount of time they spend building these gliders, like keep in mind, they're still being attacked by the twisted at the dome Mm -hmm. of their campsite. Oh, and the but they're making protective globe thing is like starting to fail. So that's like your urgency um, yeah. is that like they have a very limited amount of time to figure out how the fuck they're going to like get past all these zombies. So I have to imagine that this was like a horde of twisted and they're so greatly outnumbered that the only way they can escape is going over mm-hmm. the fucking cliff. Uh-oh. However, I didn't need two pages of detail talking about how we're building the gliders. That's like true. this was a like a token toss to Aldari to be like, oh, you're the smart oh. one, right? Who knows how to engineer a, a plane? Yeah. Well, I'm no engineer, but I'm yeah. the smart one. So let me tell you how to build this. See, like, uh, I didn't right? even think about that, but that's true. Because I feel like both of us are like reasonably smart and like, you know, a little bit well-traveled, like we've done a thing or th- two. But like, I would not be able to like tell you even in the slightest how to put together a paraglider that could like actually work, especially to go off a cliff. No. I <laughs> and I certainly wouldn't like take charge of that. Oh yeah, like, no. oh, you're gonna use this to go over a cliff. Yeah, no, not at Put all. Put people's like, like lives in your hands. I can barely yeah. Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, but that like requires all kinds of like architectural knowledge and physics. You know, paragliders. That's that's easy, right? <laughs> sure, totally. <laughs> Because twenty-year-old, twenty-one-year-old Ladari knows all about yeah. that because she's been spending all her time writing economics yeah. papers. Oh, I forgot she's so young. Oh, yeah. that is kind of weird. Like add that to the list of things that are just weird yeah. about her, like as a character. Because like in my head, I thought she was like twenty-six, like like twenty-five, twenty-six. Because that's when you'd have your ma- or your doctorate, right? Well, yeah. If we're living in this universe where apparently there's a Dewey Decimal System and yet True. messenger pigeons, like there you have, I'm sure they have higher level universities oh, too. That's fair. Like in a formalized education <laughs> They actually system. care about their public <laughs> school <laughs> education system. We support <laughs> teachers on this podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, Aldari. Well, it's, I don't even, 
I know you enjoyed this book, but I really <laughs> hesitate to even call her a heroine. I, she's a heroine, though. She, like, at least, like, fights the bad guys sometimes. I feel like Theli is more of a heroine than Aldari is. Yeah, I could see that. I feel like Aldari is just, like, sheltered, maybe. But she, like, at least, you know, wants to help people around her. And, like, she heard about the Elf Kingdom and their, you know, tragic backstory curse thing they got going on but like also she should probably care about her own people but also uh, <laughs> she's gonna save them with a magical boppet okay but i mean they're probably thankful like at least somebody's doing something with the boppet instead of the like however many centuries have gone by that nobody was able to like figure this out that's the other thing that yeah. i found like yeah pretty unbelievable, as i said that, <laughs> that oh you had to go Right? Like, okay, this elf kingdom that's been around for centuries, these people live forever, technically. Um, They've been studying this magical invasion of zombies for as long as it's been going on. And not a single one of them could figure this little puzzle boppet thing out. They had to go to a a human child, essentially. (laughs) Well, that is true, because they're all like, what, two, three hundred years minimum, probably, if not long older Mm -hmm. um and like as we'll like get into too oh actually do you want to talk about the puzzle um or did you skim past that part (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we're like all the scientists well is that like they open up the books to try to find like what the combination sequence is to the puzzle door the door or the buffet the door (laughs) (laughs) oh okay well okay they haven't left the campsite yet so <laughs> I don't know. Where where do you want to insert that? <laughs> I was just because like so the part that felt weird to me is like as they're you know also building the paragliders or whatever to get out. It's because they found like a solution all of a sudden to the like magic door puzzle, um, which involves a bunch of like sliding block number things that you have to like put in the right order and then like they pop out and then the door opens or something. Um, And they've like tried all these different combinations and like all the archaeologists and like mathematic people and like botanists or something they have on the camp, like haven't been able to figure it out. But then all of a sudden Aldari like sees the puzzle and like they try out a bunch of different combinations and talk through things. But then she suggests that the like uh, door combination solution is like based off of the what is it like the golden? Yeah, the golden, golden ratio. ratio. Yeah, and they yeah. have like a book, and they like measure distances between this like extinct, extinct, extinct. Oh my god, I had like an aneurysm. Uh, <laughs> an extinct like tree that was in the local area, and it like its branches looked like the little like boppet toy. And she's like, "Oh, it's like based on this." And then like if you measure these ratios, I kind of like skim past that part because I'm like, I don't know math that great. Um, but sure, like I'll trust you on this one. But it was just one of those weird like none of y'all thought of that like why was she the you know kingpin of this solution just randomly all of a sudden this is her this is her i'm special mm, moment that's true right every heroine is has an ice but i'm special moment. but at this least it was like i'm, I'm special old- in a like my brain way and not because like all of a sudden you discovered you have magical powers which isn't something like in your control like at least she like fostered her brain you know what i mean that's yeah that's a fair point well angry himbos yeah (laughs) i say that endearingly i want that to be clear (laughs) they're they're very endearing um despite the sassiness (laughs) that's fair (laughs) 
Okay, well, she oh, solved yeah. the puzzle, yet they're still trapped at this campsite thing. They have to make it to the laboratory thing. So um, the twisted kind of breakthrough, I think, the magical barrier, finally. And everyone's like, oh, shit, guess yep. we're going to use these gliders, <laughs> whether they work or not. And Aldari and Theli end up sharing one, and Hawk is on another glider above them. So they make it across the canyon, uh, except... Like <laughs> Aldari and Theli's glider starts to crash, like kind of, I don't know, kind of comes out of control. I think I, their I, like weight is too exactly. much because it's like two people on a glider meant for like one person. And so they're like going too fast or something. Wasn't there a moment um, when they were building the gliders that like they weren't going to make enough oh, for Oh, yeah. Like wasn't Theli yeah. not going to get one? It was that I think that's exactly what it was. And then Aldari's like, that's fucked up. Like, she's coming with me. We'll just, like, power through it and hopefully not die and, you know, crash. So I I did appreciate mm-hmm. that part where she didn't abandon her, her friend and bodyguard because it I very well could have seen this going where Aldari's like, I'm going to ride with oh, you. Oh, I could have um, seen that, too. That's a good point. Akko. So, yeah. 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 But they, it doesn't happen, like, they share the glider with Ellie and Aldari and except it starts to crash and Hawk's above them. He's like, okay, just, just let go and roll with <laughs> yeah, it. That's what happens. <laughs> um, and so like they do, they let go of their glider and they survive. Hawk lands. <laughs> oh no. This scene, Hawk lands his glider next to them where they've fallen and Hawk scoops Aldaria into his arms. They have this romantic moment. And she apparently just forgets about <laughs> Feli. Like, they just had a serious accident. And Aldaria is, like, starstruck because Hawk has swung in to, like, have a moment with her. Like, beaten and bruised after they've uh, crashed their blood. Like, maybe check on your friend, home dog. <laughs> Yeah, like, for real, she doesn't, like, Theli isn't mentioned. It's just an entire paragraph about Aldari and Hawk having this. Yeah, because she, like, twisted her ankle or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm all for romantic moments. Like, if you earn it, if it's appropriate, like, this This is not a little weird. (laughs) But I feel like all of their (laughs) romantic moments have been, like, a little bit weird. Like, because that first one uh, on the pirate ship where she, like, kisses his neck, like, that's that's pretty weird, oh, too. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I don't think there's been, like, a... Ro- there hasn't been a romantic moment between Hawk and Aldari that has given me, like, the mm, warm fuzzies. I agree with that. Like, that's what I mm-hmm. want in a book. I think so, too. Because even the, like, there's one point yeah. where Aldari, like, goes to visit Hawk um, when he, like, wakes up and he's finally feeling better after being poisoned or whatever and like um he took like a pain like potion or something to make himself like start to get better and so he's all like uh loopy and they have like a little bit of like a moment in that but even that didn't really give me like warm and fuzzies it was just kind of like uncomfortable almost i was like oh okay this is kind of like weird consent questions going on right now but that's fine (laughs) We'll just skip past that. Everything, it always seems a little, yeah, it always seems like yeah. a little forced and not like, not forced in the sense the characters are forcing it on each other, but like the author is forcing mm-hmm, it on mm-hmm. the reader. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Which again is weird because like well, Lindsay's other books, like it feels so natural. Like you're almost watching like a TV show and like the circumstances just bring them together to a point and then they have like a little bit of something and then it moves on because it's like there's no time for that. But this felt like really forced and it could just be like, again, like we talked about, I think in the last um, episode or maybe an earlier of this one, uh, it's just like a pacing weirdness going from like a single standalone novel from like series that's my guess. I could, I mean, I was going to suggest that maybe there's a ghostwriter involved, but um, that might be <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. I think she has done books like, uh, what is that when you do two writers that like write together one book? Uh, um, I don't know. Just a, like a collaboration. Oh, yeah. Because I know she's done a couple of those, but um, I don't know that she's like big enough to have a ghostwriter. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. Anyway. Tangent. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I had to take the opportunity. You're gonna try that now, okay? <laughs> well, they finally they finally get to the magical mm-hmm. laboratory, and Aldari starts working on this puzzle thing. Um, but and I I'm kind of fuzzy on what exactly this puzzle is because they've broken into the laboratory. I think. Do you remember? Um, because like all of the puzzles are a little bit confusing. So like the first main one, I imagined like a bunch of like rocks with like numbers on them, and you have to like shift them in the right order. And if you like take one out and put it in the wrong spot, like fire like comes out and tries to snap you, you or whatever verb you would use in that sentence. So like half Indiana, <laughs> yeah, Jones, half Merlin yeah. Trials and then the next one is some yeah, like okay. variant of that too. And then there's like a slide puzzle. I think involved somewhere around there too, but also like the twisted are attacking and like, that's where all the mercenaries who took the other gliders are like trying to give them time to like break open the puzzles. Yeah. I think it's just Aldari, Hawk and Setvik and Theli who are like in the sorcerer's chamber trying to put all. Yeah. These but together. I think Setvik and Theli uh-huh. at one point, like uh, they're running low on people to like help keep the twisted out or whatever and they're like okay like Aldari like mm-hmm. just keep it fucking together until you break through these like we're gonna go break off because it kind of gave me that vibe of like you gotta hurry up in there and like you know Aldari's like covered in sweat like oh, I can't do math that fast <laughs> because I too cannot do math at all yeah that's that's I mean especially <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that, no, way. Way. no way I get that way when I have to like leave a tip at a restaurant and I try to like add together the total and the tip, like I immediately break out in a cold sweat. (laughs) You're looking at me so judgily. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, back to Aldari and Hawk and this puzzle. (laughs) The puzzle. Uh, So she, the puzzle, it's one of the, one of many puzzles. So Aldari has this realization that she needs someone, quote, of the blood, Mm. preferably the prince, like the elven prince, um, to like finish this puzzle out. Um, and poof, turns out, um, couldn't see this one coming <laughs> at all. Uh, Hawk, Hawk is a prince. Huh, wow. I wonder if that explains the relationship with the queen and king and big brother who showed up mm, to see them. Like, yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So Hawk is the younger Elvis mm-hmm. Prince. Aldari is the younger human princess. Um, no parallels nope. here at all. Because um, <laughs> it's also like and... weird because in the scene, so they like finally broken into the like laboratory, like main area. And there's like a sectioned off like final, you know, room that has this like big 
chair in it kind of thing. And like only a person with, you know, like royal blood can like sit in the chair and solve some problem that's going to happen or, you know, the solution to get the twisted uh, unzombified. It's not a word, but we're going to make it a word. But it's so like weirdly uh, like the dialogue in this part is like super choppy and like Akko because like he's she there's like a force field or something that keeps him out of this room. And that's when Aldari is like, oh, I think it can only be like someone of like royal blood. Like, but we need the prince to come here, but he can't get past all the twisted. And like, I just imagine like Hawk was like looking off like into the distance and he's like, we don't need a prince. We have one. And then he like walks through and Aldari's like, what are you <laughs> talking about? Like, what is happening right now? That's how I imagine that scene to happen. Cause like all of the dialogue was like a little Akko. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can just picture yep. Legolas right now, like <laughs> wind blowing the golden locks yep. back and he's just looking like adoringly into the camera like, it is my time to shine. And Aldari is like all like covered in sweat and has like sweat on her face and she's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, where is this wind coming from? <laughs> that's how I imagined. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about where I'm at too on this one. Well, uh, so Prince Hawk... Uh, can help finish this puzzle and yep. save the Twisted um, or kill the Twisted. Uh, we think at this point, like, so there's some sort of like blood mm -hmm. sacrifice thing. Um, and he gets, <laughs> what I wrote here was magical grippy <laughs> thing. Uh, like to Accurate. <laughs> kind I guess. of take over him. Yeah. Um, and Aldari's like, oh, mm -hmm. no, he's dying. Like, my heart is broken, except he lives. <laughs> Damn. And, uh, <laughs> Jordan's out here hoping for murder. Um, <laughs> I'm not the biggest Hawk fan. Um, I mean, I think I'd prefer Hawk over Aldari, but, you know, that's not saying very much. Um, the, the twisted, so this puzzle, like, clicks into place. And the twisted all kind of fall apart. Yeah. Like, they all die. Uh, the battle ceases, um, except there's a few more like recently converted twisted uh, because they haven't been as cursed for so long. Because in addition to being <laughs> zombified, to quote Katie here, um, it also prolonged their life yeah. naturally. So, um, so the super old ones all died. Uh, the more recent ones kind of come out of this. I kind of loved that part because um, I haven't seen like a lot of zombie movies, but I feel like that's something that they kind of like skim across like i like the idea that the curse can be undone and they like stop being zombies but like if you've been like a zombie for like a long ass time and like you've lived past what you'd naturally live like i like the idea that they just kind of like crumble apart like it was like a fun like oh okay like i like that interesting like it was a reasonable answer there there's a super adorable rom commie what zombie movie have you yeah. Okay. So I don't remember the name of it. Um, I think it came out in like the mid to late 2000s, maybe like maybe the 2010s. But it's about it's like a Romeo and Juliet story between humans. Yeah. And isn't it like cold and blood or like warm blood? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about because I thought that it was. No, keep going. It was pleasantly surprisingly. Like, oh, cute. oh, I it's called it. Warm Bodies. It has a that Warm one bodies. guy in it who's like in all those shows. I think he's in the menu. Um, what is his name? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. You, Nicholas. Oh, that's Holt. another great movie. Nicholas Holt. 
Yeah. I saw commercials, but I never mm-hmm. actually saw the movie. You would love it. If that's what you're looking for, like a good ending for the zombies, mm-hmm. like watch wow. this movie. It has an 81% on it's Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. I'm telling okay. you. like Maybe I'll yeah. watch that. Hmm. I have my like afternoon plans for the day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, maybe I'll watch mm-hmm. it again too. It's been many, many years. Um, so they save the day. The twisted are like resolved. And then again, we, you saw this, like we saw this coming as a reader, but it was still very kind of mm. forced in which is because of the parallels between Hawk and Aldari mm. um, and Theli and Setvik. It is now time for Theli and Setvik who've been nothing but antagonistic yeah. towards each other. There have been no warm, fuzzy moments between these two. Not a single one. It's always been super snarky, super yeah. sassy, nothing to balance it out. Well, they get, they get this romantic moment. I think like mm-hmm. Setvik's like, it's, it's kissing yeah. time. Like, yeah, I'm going for it. Was it was like a very weird. It was weird. Yeah. And it almost, it felt kind of like, uh, yeah. forced. Like it like, like Setvik forcing yeah. it on yeah. Dolly. Like, did you get that I impression? did. Because it kind of, uh, he gave the impression that he thought that like Thelly, uh was like easy or like, like she, she was obligated to like, you know, uh, kiss him or something mm-hmm. it was a little like weird a little bit didn't love it like don't get me wrong i wanted like i yeah i wanted that to be like mm-hmm. a romantic plot line in this book and i wish it had been mm-hmm. done better because i thought those were two really yeah. good characters and it just didn't turn yeah. out great um i'm looking at your notes right now and i love the fact that this line says setback in thea like those are not people in this fucking book <laughs> yeah i I, died okay well (laughs) set back in thea okay so let me let me give you uh, let me pull pull the curtain back on how i did the notes for this for this episode which is uh, (laughs) i i was reading on my kindle and every couple pages um i stopped and i took a voice recording (laughs) and i just narrowed narrated my notes a little bit okay so um well, I couldn't remember from page to page. Like, if I waited an entire chapter, I would have blocked oh, out Oh, that's fair. <laughs> um, so the voice recordings helped me out a lot mm-hmm. on this one. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Setback and Thea. It also resulted in names like <laughs> Setback. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> Setback. Yeah. Okay, anyways. Uh, I'll well, get the, over that. You, anyway, <laughs> if, you, if you couldn't sense... Um, we are nearing the end of yep. the book. Um, we kind of get a like a fade to black scene yeah. a little bit here after mm-hmm. the whole twisted are saved and the puzzles mm-hmm. are solved. And the next opening scene is Aldari and Theli have returned back to Aldari's mm-hmm. kingdom. And the evil Taldar Empire like is attacking. They're like at the gates, essentially. Mm-hmm. And Aldar is like, well, um, I done fucked yeah. this up, but like, there's nothing we can do now. Sorry, fam. <laughs> um, and like, there's no like his uh, Aldari's dad, like the king and her sister are there, and they don't seem very like antagonistic at all towards Aldari, like in this moment. Yeah, like, and that's fair. She was kidnapped, right? But like, uh, you had the opportunity to go home. Yeah, <laughs> it was and weird didn't. that they didn't even have any like underlying like annoyance with her. Like, I think the sister made like some kind of like a uh, joke kind of jab at her about the whole thing. But other than that, like no one was like 
upset. And it could be that, you know, this is a couple like days or weeks after she came back and like they've already had that discussion. But I would assume that like if you're on the brink of being invaded and they're like right outside your castle and you're potentially going to be like put to death, um, I would be a little upset still. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Um, I do think it has been several weeks oh, okay. since the whole sorcerer's puzzle thing. So it's been a decent amount of time uh, since Aldari's returned home. I but think. Yeah, it's just not looking good. I think I would still be upset, um, though. Until. I would still be bitter. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, like, Aldari should be locked away. And, like, you should be, like, repenting yeah, your sins maybe here. a little bit. Like, you had this whole adventure uh, voluntarily. And, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, okay. <laughs> Girl, you, she did what her heart told her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So invading army. Um, except out of, <laughs> out of fucking nowhere, um, there is another army like on the horizon galloping towards mm -hmm. them. And I think there's some yeah. boats too, like, like mm -hmm. ships. There's like a whole fleet. Right. Of like, so there's ships off in the distance. Yeah. There's a fleet of ships. The cavalry, it comes galloping up on their reindeer. Can you guess who it is? <laughs> and, yep, it's it's Hawk with an elven army, not just his little moon sword company of mercenaries. Um, he's got the entire elven kingdom army at his, at his back. And he's like, okay, Taldar Empire, you want to take mm -hmm. us on? Because we're here to protect the little humans. Fuck around and find out. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this was cool. Like, this mm -hmm. was a cute little, like, um, okay, another movie reference here. Do you, so I think it's the Two Towers, mm -hmm. maybe, where Gandalf goes off to uh, get to Rohan to, like, get the, uh, and they come over the hill. Oh, like, it's all of these, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's cavalry, and they're, like come at the orcs from mm -hmm. behind and like it's this brilliant lighting and music and it's just they come over the hill and yeah. save the day and like that was this they moment. did that in uh game of thrones too i think like one of the seasons which uh of the like og game of thrones yeah i think that's a scene because there's like one with yeah. um john snow and it's like oh shit he's about to get murdered and then like another army and it's funny too that you said this, um, but I got warm and fuzzies in this scene. This is like the like, oh, like he came back and like is like fixing things. And especially when they have their like dialogue like immediately after. Um, I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't quite warm and fuzzy for me, but it was it was a nice scene. Um, so the Taldar Empire are like, well, fuck us then. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go away. Uh, we don't want to take on the like this elven army because again, elves haven't been seen in the human lands for mm -hmm. centuries, and now the entire like the entire military yep. there to <laughs> the whole off. thing. So the yep. So the the empire is repelled. They go away, and that opens up. Uh, captain slash prince hawk to have this like one-on-one -on -one conversation with the king and you know aldari's dad and aldari and her sister um except uh, a little magic happens and then the entire like military and fleet disappear and it turns out it was just this big yep. illusion like <laughs> elvish magic uh to fake having a military and like everyone's like 
well, that could have gone really poorly. <laughs> That's the part I liked. <laughs> we're, yeah, like we're glad no yep. one tested this theory of yours, uh, but great illusion, bud. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for trying. Um, oh, I love that part. Um, yeah. And this is kind of, you know, the... The grand conclusion, because mm -hmm. Hawk's like, so uh, I hear you got a young daughter who's uh, available now because her betrothed <laughs> is like a dick yep. <laughs> and he didn't come and help. Uh, but I came and help and I'm a prince. So uh, can we, you know, like get married? Yep. <laughs> it was very sudden. <laughs> That's kind of how it went down, right? Yeah. Yeah. They went from like hugs, like weird kisses on the yeah. neck to let's yep. get married. Yep. And like no real discussions about any kind of, you know, key, like, familial experiences and, like, family family trauma and, like, do you want kids? And, like, uh, where do you want to live? Like, none of those, like, key discussions that you should probably have before you get, like, married to someone. They're like, I know you kidnapped me, but it all turned out in the end, so we should get married. So, <laughs> takeaway here is this was not an example of a healthy romantic relationship. Yeah, maybe not. Mm -mm. Though he did, I will no. say... Um, there's a lot of times in books where the male love interest doesn't give the female protagonist like the space um, to like do things or be the hero. Um, and I will say that I think Captain Hawk always like gave Aldari space like he trusted her. You know what I mean? Like trusted in her abilities to yeah, do things because that definitely there's a ton of books about that where it's always like this protective like you know, I'm going to save the day. I'm going to rescue everything. Like, you don't have to worry about anything. Like, I got it handled. But it's nice because he's like, no, I need your help. Like, I'm just a himbo. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like that aspect of it. You know, it kind of reminds me of um, the scene in Akatar. Mm. Well, it's not a scene. It's like a prolonged section of the book where, um, is her name Fair? I I guess it's Fairy, but I say Feyre. Yeah, what? no, I shit you not. Yeah, Feyre. I think it's fairy is like how it's pronounced. No, there's no her name is. Fairy? Yeah, I I'm like 90 percent positive, but I always said it was like Feyre or something. Now, let me Google it. I I only know the name because it's come up on like so many reels yeah. lately. Um, like there's been a resurgence of like Akatar fangirling. Um, yeah. Or maybe it just never stopped. I don't know. Um Anyway, so the scene in Akatar where she, Fair, is doing the test, like the maze trial thing for the fairy queen. Um, oh, it is pronounced. And she's doing it all on Feyre. Okay. Feyre. Okay. Thank uh, God. Yeah. Because that would have been. I thought it was fairy, but maybe not. Okay. Anyway, sorry. She's in the maze. <laughs> okay. So anyway, Feyre's like in this like evil maze with the monsters mm -hmm. and everything. And she has to completely do it on her own. And the, what's his face? Um. I don't know his name. He's the male uh, lead um, in book two. Oh, Rysan? Rysan. He's like there, but he's he can only help guide mm -hmm. her a little bit. He has to like let her fight on yeah. her own. I thought that was a much like better example of a heroine like having to fight the battle on her own with like no help from yeah. the hero. I, so this might be controversial, but like, so I feel like in some of those scenes, um, he was like sufficiently... Uh, like not supportive of her and kind of like gave her space to do things. But I also feel like there was a little bit of like a condescending undertone to it. Like he kind of uh, like, cause he cheated to help her win. 
And like, I know that she like probably like mm-hmm. the odds were stacked against her. And so like, she also, you know, needed to cheat because the other lady like Amarantha or something was cheating too. And like, you know, the odds were stacked against her, but I feel like it was a little bit condescending almost like he assumed that she wouldn't have been able to do it on her own. So he had to help her. And like, I know that's true to a degree, but um, I feel like he didn't necessarily like give her sp- Base to do it on her own and have the trust that like if anyone could do it it could be her you know what i mean that's yeah no mm-hmm. i see where you're going with that and I, I could i could see that yeah clearly. um readers if you didn't know we are planning to review we are. in the near mm-hmm. future we're so, gonna have all kinds of controversial opinions we <laughs> so much to talk about with yes. those books yeah. um but this was you know, I only read the book once, and that was a couple years ago at mm. this point. But that scene definitely stuck yeah. with me. Um, but I like your take mm-hmm. on it because that's I hadn't, I hadn't given it that perspective yet. And yeah, okay, well, well, maybe Hawk's better than Rice Hand. Whoa, <laughs> those are like fighting words. And I like I love. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have some uh-huh. like I was gonna say I'm gonna have some Sarah J. Mass groupies like. I I think we all we both are but like I've read the book a bunch of times like I love it like it's a good but I also don't think that necessarily like any intense scrutiny has like you know been applied to the book like people just always are just like oh my god I love it and like it's such a healthy relationship and like uh, you know the characters are amazing and the story is amazing and it's like I don't know that anyone's really taken like a close like magnifying glass to it and looked at some of the like more odd things about it or like questionable, you know. I can't. I'm wait. excited. I can't wait for us to like even just like this mm, little tidbit is like a teaser. Like, ooh, that's gonna be some good fucking episodes. <laughs> I, oh, there is so like those books are so hefty. There's so mm-hmm. much to talk about. Yeah, that might be like crown dual level. Um, like length I could see that yeah reviewing that those but books. I do want to caveat it's not our next book but it is upcoming yeah we'll save our next book for announcing it mm-hmm. next episode yep yeah yeah so if you want to read the next book okay. with us uh you have one more episode to get through <laughs> yeah that's it just one more that's all we ask of you but that closes close ugh. words are <laughs> hard for me right now after that I, yeah so that closes us out uh, for the mm-hmm. L tangent, except for our Q and A episode. Yeah. Um, if you if you have questions about this book or about anything really, um, like hit yep. us up. We want to talk about it for our next mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. So, Send us a message on yeah, uh, Instagram if you have any questions that you want us to talk about or like opinions you want to tell us about. Um, totally interested in hearing. Like, do you agree that hawk? Yeah. The himbo? Like, if you don't, <laughs> hawk know. the himbo. <laughs> uh yes well thank you for listening Mm -hmm. so far and um, from our shelf to yours we'll see you on the next page hi readers if you'd like to help us pick our next book send us a message on instagram Or if you'd like to just listen, we post new episodes every Monday on Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Music. Thanks for listening.